Hello, Hello, and thanks oh. for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. Mark. Same old Miles here. I got him. I am joined by Miles Hello. and by Jackie. Hey. Hey. Uh, we are all in person today, and you can tell that Miles is trying to uh, interrupt or jinx me at the same time. Because now I can do it in real time. Because he can watch my lips, and there's no lag over uh, Skype, which is what we use normally. We are a podcast mm. that uh, talks about... This is, you know, I should probably say this. This is a podcast where we, the three of us, we are else, We are three separate people. We are not one podcast. It's incredible that you haven't figured this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm usually just excited to talk about the anime. I don't like all this intro shit. Gotcha. Uh, we talk about the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically uh, the one by David Production that started in 2012. Uh, but we've covered all of the episodes, and you can find all of our back catalog by going to anchor.fm slash jjbpod. And while Stone Ocean is approaching rapidly, uh, and it'll be out December of this year, 2021, uh, we're in between seasons still, so we're talking about other anime that are suggested by our listeners, sponsored by our Patreon supporters, or thought of us randomly. And this week we will be talking about the 2005 TV anime Mushishi, or Mushishi, or Mushishi. We'll figure it out. Mushishi. It's one of those for sure. Mushishi. It's it's one Mushishi. of those. Mushishi. Hmm. Now mm. you're making it like a a mystery about who a lady is. <laughs> mushi she or mushi her? Mushi she. Um. And so we will be talking about. Uh, we watched episodes one to three. Although Miles, you also watched episode four. I thought we were supposed to watch four. Yeah, I think you were looking at the other show's episode count. Let me oh check. Oh my god. Uh. Yeah. No, you were looking at the other one. Uh. But that's fine. It's kind of my fault. It was a good app. Mm. Uh, I know that, that I'm I'm pissed now because I episode three I was kind of like I didn't need that, but episode four might have been better. It's a change of pace. Uh, Miles, you're up here for the the for the next week or two. How do you what how, how do you think New Jersey compares to North Carolina? Wow, big question. In terms of anime, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put it in the context of anime. I think it's the same in terms of anime because you just stream everything. Yeah. Hmm. The viewing experience is, is the same. Okay. That makes sense. In other, it, uh, in other aspects, it's different. Like you can't go over the Hudson River into a big city, the greatest city in the world, some might say, to go to like a Japanese bookstore and buy uh, manga, anime, body pillows, the essentials. No, there is no... Japanese. If you know of a Japanese bookstore in the Durham area, let me know. Hmm. Yeah. Even if it's as far away as, say, Raleigh. Yes. Right. Or uh, Apex. Yeah, I would go there. Wow. That's like half an hour away. And yeah, I just learned like, about that town today. It's like half an hour away. Yeah. South. That's not far. It's really not far, but I'm reluctant to go there, whereas I would like spend an hour to go to New York. Yeah. Like every single day. Oh, it's fucking stupid. And I, like justify it. I just commuted out of New York today and it took like an hour and a half so that I could get back for $9 or something. I don't think it took an hour and a half. <laughs> kind of did. I was down in Soho. 
That A train M- most ride of that sucks. is Most of that is the train because the, the, the bus here is like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I was down in, you know, I don't hang around George Washington bus terminal. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, yeah, look at all the escalators. Ooh. We should. We should go to Washington Heights and hang out there. It's only like a 10 minute bus ride. I Easy. heard there was a movie about that place. Oh, in the Heights. It's cute. Oh, I know nothing about it. <laughs> anyway. Um, and uh, what the fuck else was I going to ask you? I think I answered your question. We're suppo- I want us to talk about what the top five cities in the world are. Oh, I was thinking the top five states in the United States. Oh, the states. States, that's what it is. Oh, I didn't think about this more. States in the U.S. Well, that's now fine. we have to hash it out. Don't worry. We'll think it out loud like we Mark, do everything on the podcast. Mark, you were about to say, you, before, you were, this, before we started recording, Mike, Mark started talking about... Okay, top five states. Okay. We've definitely talked about this. Are you looking up a list of the states? Did you forget them all? Yeah, I forgot them all. Okay. Do you guys, listeners, do you like this rapid fire banter because we're in the same room and we can (laughs) cut each other off more gracefully? (laughs) Write in and tell us. This is live, by the way. Yeah, this is good stuff. Go at us on Twitter. We are at JJBpod. All right. In no order. I'm just going to name some states that I like. Okay. Colorado. What? Why are you questioning? Well, I just thought this would maybe be you filtering down to the top five, and I can't imagine Colorado being in the top five, but whatever. Colorado is for sure in the top five. That's nuts. I really like Colorado. Colorado. Maine. What? You pronounced that perfectly. What's in Maine? Uh, the, the brisk ocean breeze. Okay. Miles is the oldest man <laughs> who's 33 years old. <laughs> Um, New Jersey, New York. Okay. Love those states. Okay. So I'm on four already. Yeah. I mean, you can go, if you're just naming some to get a a loose idea here, you can go over five, but it sounds like you're not crazy about a lot of states. I haven't been to that many states. All right. But like Uh, conceptually, don't you ever think about Texas or California's legacy or uh, Tennessee? Oh, Washington. I really like Washington. How much of whatever? How much of Washington have you seen, actually? Uh, a good chunk of it, I guess. Seattle and the top left corner. Top left. Yeah, like Bellingham area. I don't know what that is. Near Canada. Yeah, that I know. Okay, I've heard of that place. I like Washington. Yeah, it's a nice state. All right, Jackie, have you thought about it? I'm gonna be real boring. The jury's still out on North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I did notice that was absent. It's the jury's still out. It's been very mm. humid. There's a lot of like MAGA people there, which I don't like. You should move to the mountains. That's where they are. Oh, I live shit. in a very blue area of North Carolina. Not to get political, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, it's a progressive city. Yeah. There's a lot of transplants, but I get the sense that the politics of the state at large are very chuddish. <laughs> what does that mean? They're like sewer people. They're like uh, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Miles can only live with people who have the exact same outlook as he does. (laughs) He needs to be around like-minded people. You know, like in northern New Jersey, where everyone's very (laughs) left-leaning and nobody voted for a a different candidate than you. That's a good point, Mark. That's a good point. It's like, um, yeah, that's a good point. But it's fine. I understand that that it's more out on display there and that's more annoying. 
because everyone just has these lawn signs that are basically like, wow, mm-hmm. fuck you. We hate how things are. And you did it. Yeah. I mean, those signs definitely exist in New Jersey. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I used to drive to uh, my alma mater and there was one lawn that had like enough for like the entire town. Yeah. And it was just like anybody with one sign. Fine. But when you have 30, I'm like, I'm not talking to you. You're intense. Mm-hmm. Probably on a bunch of things. All right. I'm sorry for impugning the politics of North Carolina. My bad. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, meet someone to talk about sports with. And then if things ever veer political, you go, all right, I don't know much about that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would do at work. This guy was telling me about something, something about the Quran. And he was not a Muslim guy. And when he just like brought up the Quran, I went, you know, Phil, I don't really know much about that. Let's just talk about your computer some more. And he was like, okay, okay. Like he could tell that I was like super uncomfortable <laughs> and just went, uh, all right. Hey, I just pulled the mic away from my face to laugh. Should I have laughed on mic at your anecdote? It's uh, it's up to you. Okay. We'll just fill in a little bit. But every, everyone should later. know that Miles did laugh. Mm. Yeah. Jackie, what are your top five states? Uh, I don't know. Um, Hawaii. Yeah. California. Yeah. Uh, Texas. I think so. Where would I visit on purpose? <laughs> New York. What about Florida? You're at four, but what about Florida? I only like South Florida. Tricky, right? I would split that state up into two. And it would just be South Florida. So Florida's not going to count. Sorry, Florida. Um, I spent a lot of time there in my life. But um, And then I got one more. What's my one more that's not Florida? Uh, what about New Jersey? She said New Jersey. No, I said New York. Oh. Pennsylvania? No. No. What do you guys mean? I mean New Jersey's better than Pennsylvania. I'm just trying to figure out. It's my last spot, you know, and it's it's not as obvious where it should go. Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, anal. No. These are Mark's top five. No. Is that a state? <laughs> <laughs> my top five are Washington, Maine, Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois. What are you talking? Very northern about? Idaho. Well, they're on top. That's stupid. Of the United, they're my top states. You're so annoying. They're next okay, to Canada. I'll put New Jersey in the top. Yeah, I don't think there's any other good let's states. Do it. All the rest of them. Mark, suck. what are your real top five? My real top five are very similar to Jackie's. I think it's New Jersey and New York, uh, California, uh, Texas is tough because we liked Austin, but it's a pretty jumbo state. I mean, I like the the history of Texas. You know, I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have their own culture there. That doesn't mean I love all of it. But it's hard to ignore the legacy of Texas, whereas a lot of the other states in the middle of the country and Midwest are just like, yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> you can tell just by looking at them that it was like they're all flat and like no one fought over them that hard. They were like purchased en masse like a Costco container of states. And so they just <laughs> sliced them up into squares. Yeah. Whereas you look at like Appalachia and the East Coast and it's all like these little fine lines like where we decided who to murder i guess mm-hmm. um but if i didn't do texas i mean i like massachusetts i like boston but i also like philadelphia in pennsylvania i don't remember pittsburgh i'm not sure i think i've been to pittsburgh pittsburgh's nice pennsylvania is like two cool cities and then like a bunch of shit it's yeah. one of the worst states to drive through that's i've heard it's just like a, it just makes you want to sleep yeah makes you Honestly, having driven through it yesterday. Wow. 
Look at you, big boy. Um, so yeah, I would just say New York, New Jersey, California, Hawaii. Right, I forgot. Hawaii's really cool. And a Texas. Let's throw Texas there. Let's Big states. It. So far, you are copying me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we've traveled a lot together. Mm, true. Including to all five of those states. I'm surprised you didn't put Florida in there, but I respect that decision. This has been state rate. Yeah, I don't know. New Jersey and Florida, could. I could probably switch them out. I could probably put Florida in there. Wow. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Next week, when we discuss the best fucking whatever they're called of it, of the United Kingdom, Wales is in the top five. I am sorry. I started this thought. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Don't Doesn't England, it's like the United Kingdom is like Scotland, Northern Ireland, England, Wales. Let's move on. Is Cornwall a thing? I think it's just an area. All right, I don't listen. Know what you're talking about. We're sorry, anime fans, that we didn't talk about any fucking anime at all. We're going to talk about Mushishi <laughs> in a second. But before we do that, we should take a look at our uh our share shed. That's the shed people step into when they want to share their thoughts with us. Yeah. Mush message. Our listeners light stream. Mm. This is where we read emails that are sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can also write to us there. But please make sure the email is nice and polite and it's about the anime we're talking about or you JoJo's. You don't want people to criticize us? Um, No. Okay. They Well, they can if they first are nice. This email is from Alex. The subject line is Sniper Monkey. Hello, JJB Peak crew. I just got a new phone. Yay. And I'm able to play Genshin Impact and I love it. And you guys should too. I think Jackie would like the strong woman. Okay. I do. Okay. I do like the strong woman. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You were asking me because I, I actually don't know what Genshin Impact I mean, I've, I've seen like um, ads for it, but I haven't right. actually played it. And you asked, and but I, told I probably you would like the strong woman. <laughs> it's a Chinese developed game that apparently plays a little bit like the Zelda game Breath of the Wild, but it's a gotcha game. So you have to unlock the characters through pure random. Uh, but it seems to have lots of collectible, uh, wonderful characters. And maybe there's a lot of strong women. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, you have to catch all the women. Thanks for writing in. Thank you for writing. Thank you. And it was short. Good. Uh, Miles, why don't you read this one? Sure. This email is from our dear friend, Chad. The subject line is hi. Chad of one of the top five states, Hawaii. For For you, maybe. Okay, well, you should go to Hawaii. No offense, Chad. There'd be a lot of cuisine there you'd relate to, okay? A lot of uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. I love those. When, you, when you're in Hawaii, you'll feel like family. The islands are made of unlimited breadsticks. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Is that what the volcanoes shoot out or is that marinara sauce? <laughs> it's pure marinara. Oh, wow. You said that so correctly. <laughs> uh, Chad. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> <laughs> the subject line is, hi, mushi mushi. Uh, aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. I have to say I went to Mushishi knowing almost nothing about it, save for hearing the name before. I thought it had something to do with bugs, so I was surprised that it ended up being like an Onmuji-esque kind of holistic Ghostbusters slash therapy thing. That's a good way of describing it. <laughs> Ghostbusters slash therapy. I liked the very nature positive and quiet style, even during the more intense slash spooky moments. Here are some voice connections I found. 
The voice actor for the series narrator doesn't have a direct JoJo connection, but she did provide voices for both Queen Serenity Mm -hmm. in the original 1992 Sailor Moon series and Naoko Akagi, the tragic mother of nervehead scientist Ritsuko Akagi. The voice actor that plays the half-mushi grandmother from the first episode happens to be the upcoming voice for Foo Fighters from Part 6. She's also voiced Rey from The Promised Neverland and Antarctosite from Land of the Lustrous. Have any of you hosts had any run-ins with ghosts or something strange you couldn't easily explain away? I hope everyone is doing is staying safe and doing well. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. We've only got three and a half months until December. Woo! Thanks for that calendar update, Chad. It Thanks, means Chad. nothing other the countdown. than that, right? What do you mean it means nothing? Have you thought about it in those terms, Miles? What do you mean? Thinking about months. If you're ever like, how many more months until JoJo? Time is meaningless. Oh, it has to do with JoJo. You just thought he was counting down to December arbitrarily? No, I knew like, he was talking come on, about Chad. JoJo. I was just oh. joking around. Who cares oh, about December? okay. God, we haven't joked around in a while, have we, Mark? Chad's counting down I until need, Christmas. I need to hear your voice like laggy and compressed over <laughs> internet chat in order to understand your humor. This isn't the same. I'm going home. <laughs> you don't even know where home is anymore, do you? That's true. Yeah. Uh, wait, I, now that you guys live, have lived in this house for, I don't know how long you've lived here. A year and uh, about a year. Have you had any run-ins with ghosts or something strange you couldn't easily explain away? We got really freaked the fuck out in the early few months because we were watching a VTuber streaming a horror game <laughs> and we heard like a sound of like little feet or something dropping kind of above our TV. Mm-hmm. And then we went into the kitchen and we couldn't really hear it, but it sounded like it was right outside the kitchen window. We haven't heard it again. We haven't heard it since. Because we paid people to murder the chipmunks. Oh, that's what it was? The I don't chipmunks? think they murdered them. They may have sealed some in there, though. Okay. <laughs> but they, they blocked just, they blocked yeah. up their entrance it seemed like chipmunks were depositing nuts in between floors of our house mm. uh, and the area has since been sealed but but uh, they were ghost chipmunks they weren't real well, and when you say knew, sealed you mean by an ancient scroll yes yeah yeah okay I do <laughs> um, did I tell you guys this or have I told the story on here about how I used to tell kids in like elementary school that I had a ghost in my parents basement Aww. And no. I would tell them that because they were like, really? And they would like listen to it. And then like, kids years, are so stupid, man. They're dumb. And then a few years <laughs> later in like, I think in high school or middle school, I think it was, I think it was fifth grade. I sat next to Casey mm-hmm. um, and she was like, do you remember when you would tell ghost stories in elementary school? And I was like, yeah, she was like, well, I believed them. And like multiple nights, I would have trouble going to sleep because I would be crying because I was scared of having nightmares. And my mom almost called the school. That they could tell you to Wait, stop telling ghost uh, stories. Who, who is this person? Someone that we went to school with. Casey, Some, if you're listening, uh, hello. Someone your same age believed you? Yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, I never really saw any ghosts. I don't she, believe in them. She definitely listens to this podcast, so if you want to apologize. I don't think she does, and that's fine. Okay. I mean, thank you if you are listening, but I, I just, you, you don't strike me as the type. See, I think you're putting Casey in a box now. All right, well... That would have, that would have really scared her. I have a ghost if I story. Put her in a box. True. I have a ghost story that I don't really believe <laughs> because I don't remember it. Jackie I was, will say this before going off on because I was a little kid. Zodiac signs. They're and, fun. Zodiacs uh-huh. are fun. It's fun. Fun and completely legit. No, it's fun. Okay. Um, it's like personality tests. They're fun. They're nonsense. Um, 
Yeah, I don't pull. I don't take that. I'm not going to like live my life by it. <laughs> anyway, so apparently, I don't remember this because I was a little kid, but apparently when I was little, I like answered the door and I was like talking to someone like in the doorway and like I told my grandma that it was um, great grandpa or whatever, that it was grandpa and it nobody was there and he had been dead. <laughs> <laughs> So do you remember telling her that? I don't remember any of this. I just was told later as an adult, like, oh, yeah, you had an encounter with a ghost. Wow. And this is what happened. But I don't remember it. That's crazy. Another t- one thing that I do remember. Well, first of all, I, I, I grew up um, most of my childhood. I was right next to a cemetery. So there's also that it's like creepy. Like we would play in the snow in the cemetery and stuff. It's like I was it, it was nearby. Um it, it like surrounded us because because it was like I lived on a dead end. You lived in a fucking mausoleum, didn't uh-huh. you? It was like in because like I there was like my house with like a bunch of my family all lived on the same block. So like my parents lived right next to the um, cemetery. My grandma, the cemetery was her backyard, like was in her backyard, like part of it, like the the fence in her backyard looked out into the cemetery. Um. Anyway, uh, one time I do remember like I he- I was like I heard somebody calling my name and it was like kind of creepy and I kept hearing somebody calling my name and then I like went to my and this was at my grandma's house and I'd go to her and I'd be like, hey, what do you want? Why are you calling me? And she was like, I'm not calling like nobody's calling you. Mm. But I kept hearing my name. So that's like a weird thing. Maybe it was. I don't believe in ghosts. Well, I'm glad you didn't go to the cemetery. Yeah. Who knows? I think I just like I if if there were ghosts, I would have probably met one and maybe I wouldn't have even known it, you know? Because it's all just my neighbors in the cemetery. Wow. Did you ever think about going there and daring a girl to uh, throw a knife at a grave and then she accidentally would stab her own dress and as she goes to leave, she thinks that a a corpse is pulling at her dress and then she dies of fright? No. What movie is that from? It's from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, we need to see that. Well, I read the books as a child and it was spooky. Mm. Anyway, if any ghosts are listening, thank you for listening. Please there, don't haunt us. There is also the ghost in our old apartment who would walk up and down the hallway. Uh, oh, that was yes. just that was just an elderly woman. No, who, who it was wanted, a ghost. She was definitely a ghost. All right. She just had a straight face and she would just walk up and down the hallway like so a ghost. Why do you the temperature dropped whenever I saw her? <laughs> I think you just got scared. I remember the first few times I saw her and then I was like, "Mark, can you look outside and tell me if you also see this person?" <laughs> Like I wanted just to make sure someone else saw her. Yeah. She did not she did not acknowledge you if you looked at her. Because yeah. she was a ghost. Well, that's not She had to whatever. settle her unfinished business her, her, and you weren't part of it. Her unfinished business seems to be like getting her steps in. Yeah. Like her unfinished business is a Fitbit reminder. Only when she hits her step goal will she be free from this world. <sighs> I hope they they really lowered the ceiling on the on that goal. Anyway, um, hang on. Let me make my do not disturb longer. Great. None of you have seen ghosts? No. Okay. They're not real. I haven't seen any. Sorry, Chad. Sorry, that was too harsh. Sorry, Chad. Chad, Chad, if you saw a ghost, you tell us about it, and I'll believe you. I'll only believe Chad. All right. Uh, so that, again, was emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can send us damn near anything, and we'll read it. Unless you're a dick. Uh, the last thing we should take care of before talking about today's, about this week's anime, is our Patreon. 
If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can support the show starting as low as $1 a month. And that gets you access to the Patreon feed, which includes Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter, where he explains the things that we talk about on the show that are not JoJo or the anime we're supposed to be staying on topic about. Uh, you get access to uh, bonus BTS, and by that I mean behind the scenes, not any sort of Asian pop music. Uh, footage or audio that has been cut, other projects that I've undertaken, like my breakdown of chapter 106 of Jojolion that I should continue because we have to talk about Jojolion and how it's over. But yeah, if you want to hear me talk for almost 37 minutes about one chapter of Jojolion, that's a dollar, baby. That's it. For $3 a month, you support us thrice as much, but we also will thank you on air this week and every week as long as you all stay at the three dollar or above tier we want to say thank you to caleb lord zendar jumbo katie bloof dylan nocturnal leah kenny mr jackpots Caden, nick josh austin tim tyler martin michael christian and chad Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting Thank the you. show. And there's a tier some of them actually belong to that's above even that, where for just one time, one month of subscription at $15, I know that sounds crazy, but if you just pledge for one time and then just turn it off, just go on off, just you know, go to the $15 and then s- step right back down to, you could even step it to zero. It's fine. I mean, the difference between that and the minimum tier is $1, but up to you. But if you just give us $15 one time, you can tell us to do a podcast episode about an anime of your choosing. It doesn't have to be your favorite anime. It can just be something you want to hear us react to. You could torture us and tell us to watch something you think is complete garbage. But Mark, but Mark, but Mark. What's that? What's going to happen to these people when JoJo starts back up? Well, I've been keeping an eye on on uh, what our backlog is like, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going to let anyone get fucked i think we're gonna we're gonna cover everyone's pick before jojo starts up okay great um but yeah around then that's when i'm gonna start messaging people and being like hey uh you should step off the 15 dollars tier because we can't we just can't i mean we'll be able to like we could figure out some other incentive to give us money yeah that's true but i don't think we could do extra weekly episodes about someone's favorite anime and jojo stone ocean got it we're just too busy mainly Jackie and Miles are too busy. But uh-huh. I wouldn't charge people to just listen to me talk about an anime. <laughs> Nor do I want to watch three episodes of an anime without my wife. Yay. Except for Domestic Girlfriend. Mm. And other dirty TV shows. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Sort of. I'm winking. Should we talk about Mushishi? Well, do we need a break? Can we take a quick break? Can we all stand up? Okay. We are back. Hello. Truth be told, we didn't really go anywhere. We stood up. Yeah, we stood up and we we sang some oldies while while, uh, gossiping about people we know that you don't. So don't worry about it. Look, (laughs) we're friends in real life. We have to talk about this stuff. We have long shared histories. No, they're not that long. What do you mean they're not that long? I've known people longer than I've known you and Jackie. Huh? I've known people 
Oh my god. Okay, longer fine, fine. I've... I've known people longer than I've known you. But you've too. known both of us for most of your life at this point. Yes. That's true. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> well, Jackie, Jackie just barely got to the like halfway point. You know what I mean? That's like, right, I'm Jackie. 34. <laughs> All right. I'm 34. We <laughs> I'll met, just go. <laughs> we met when I'm seven. Well, you said most, and most means more than half. I'm allowed to do the math. Okay. Am I not? I don't just hear claims made about my life and relationships and go, correct, fine, moving on. <laughs> anyway. So Mushishi is a 2005 anime uh, that is an adaptation of a manga, surprise, surprise, a seinen manga <gasps> that ran from 99 to 2002. Uh, it has 10 Tonkobon collected volumes if you want to read it, and it is over. Um, so it's all complete. And, and ready for you to pounce on it. Ran but there's from, another series, right? Other than what we've watched. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, the, the manga ran from 1999 to 2008. Oh, I should say. And yes, Miles, there is another anime. Uh, so the one that we watched was the original one from 2005. And there's another one called Mushishi Another Passage, I believe, that ran in uh, 2014. Let hmm. me Let me double check that. Uh, oh, there were actually a few movies. Oh. Here, I'm going to open these. I don't up. care about the movies. Well, you should. Should I? I liked the show. Well, yeah. he just gave the game away, folks. Hey, everyone. I like the show. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so there's like a solar eclipse special that's, that, that aired in 2014. And then a few months later, they started Mushishi Next Passage. Solar Eclipse of the Heart. And then they did a movie in 2015 called Bell Droplets. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, Mushishi's how do you make, how do you make a, a movie out of this? Because it's just about the guy. Oh, I, I think guess. you could do it. All right, fine. Yeah. So this this show and and franchise overall is largely about. Uh, it's kind of it's episodic or no? It's it's anth it's an, it's like an anthology. It is an anthology. It's not a it's not a serial. You don't think it ties together eventually, like the stakes raise or. You watched more than we did, so I don't know. I think the stakes rise eventually. Okay. Well, okay. I just meant that like, it's a guy who goes around to different people affected by or afflicted by Mushi, which we'll, we'll mm -hmm. try to define in a little bit. Yes. But uh, what did Chad call it? He called it like a Ghostbuster slash therapy kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. To me, I think, those are, I think those are fair comparisons, but maybe less so on the Ghostbusters. I would replace it more with like a Twilight Zone or Strange Tales kind of mm. thing, you know, where it's like, and now the tale of a person whose tongue fell out of their head or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And the guy goes there and uses his power. Like, what TV show am I thinking of? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Is it Supernatural or something? Are where you afraid of the dark? <laughs> no, where it's like one guy is like an expert in different oh. supernatural shit and he goes around and helps people who are werewolves and people that are demons or something. Mm. Constantine? Maybe. I've only seen the movie when Me it came too. out. Starring Keanu Reeves. In, was it 2014? It feels like a 2014 movie. E no. Really? No, no, no. Where do you, when do you think uh, Constantine I feel like I saw out? it in college. Shit. Oh, yeah, and I think... Someone I know was still alive, but is not. Oh. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I know when they died, and it was before 2014. When did they die? 2012. Oh, okay. Hmm. The TV show was in 2014, but... 
Trace was kind of similar where she kind of oh, had yeah. different. Yes. She was like this reminded indiv- me of investigating different things. Great comparison, Jackie. See? It reminded me of both Constantine and Tresse. Constantine, the movie came out in 2005. I should be ashamed of myself. Mm. The same year as the show? What? So I have encountered the show before. Oh, I think you mentioned that. How did you encounter it? Because my brother, Gabe, was a big fan. We should get Gabe on the pod. He would be like, yeah, I liked it. It's a good show. (laughs) You talking about your brother sounds like how I would talk about you (laughs) to other people. (laughs) Your brother is funny, though, because like you, except I know him less, he'll be very quiet. But then when he laughs, it's like very boisterous. (laughs) He just like explodes into laughter. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a big laugher and a big. No, he used to be a big sneezer. Mm. But we remarked upon it so much that now he holds in his sneezes. Wow. How do you do that? Wait a minute. Is he like leaking blood somewhere or something? (laughs) I think so. You shouldn't hold that in. His sneezes just come out the other end. (laughs) He just blasts shit? (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. If you're listening, Gabe. Uh, Yeah, I think he was a big, big fan of this show. But I, Ah. I think he started watching it when I was in college. And like once I stopped living in the same house as my brother who watched a lot of anime, I stopped watching anime. Yeah, we all have those weird falling off points. Guys, I'm sorry, but should we have stopped to talk about the JoJo news? Oh my God. What's the JoJo news? Sorry, but we should have talked about this. Well, the fact is is that Stone Ocean is coming out. Miles, you saw the trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, And you said you're excited for it, right? Yeah. You haven't talked about this yet? Yeah, we, we know all the news already. We didn't we, really we, we talk about it, it. We talked on about here. it with Miles before. You talked about it. You did a whole stream about it. Well, yeah, but on the pod, I was like, "We'll get into that." And I asked you for your thoughts, so I'd read them. I never read them. I forgot. Oh my God, you did. Do you have any specific thoughts did. outside of like, "I'm excited for the show"? Is that what I said? Yeah, you said you're, you said you're <laughs> hyped now. You want to watch JoJo's again? You're. I mean, I was like when I first now. Now you're bored again. Are you yeah. excited that, that the next chapter of JoJo's is going to be in the United States? I didn't pick up on that. It makes sense because it takes place in a prison. Am I right? In Florida. Wow. Which is like, if, if you write an anime that, like JoJo that's so bizarre, it would have to be in Florida. <laughs> it's true. Where else do strange tales emanate from? And uh, just- Florida man is a JoJo's character. Mm. Yeah. That's true. His stand is Tom Petty. Well, that's already a JoJo reference, but he is from Florida. He's a musician I know of from Florida. Rip. That Araki would listen to. That's true. His stand is Pitbull. His no. stand is Trick Daddy. Oh, I guess it could be. Trick Daddy. Okay. Oh, should I be writing all these references down? I think you should. We're it's probably behind. Much easier with a keyboard. Would you like pen and paper? <laughs> no. Stupid. I shut up. Don't you carry a reporter's notebook? No. No? Maybe like five years ago. All right, fine. Uh, what? I, yeah, I'm excited. Sure. Uh, well, I was going to say that if you guys didn't know, um, those of us who are reading manga, no, 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 about, about something else. Oh, that the Jojo Leon, which is Jojo Part Eight, just finished a few days ago. Um, and you know that a shonen. We've talked about the difference between shonen and seinen manga. Mm-hmm. Shonen is for boys, and it comes out weekly, whereas seinen comes out generally speaking monthly. So because of that. Jojo Part 8 actually started in 2011. So it just ended a 10-year run. Mm. Which is crazy. That like, it's a part you don't think about that much. Because most people are like, you should read Steel Ball Run, which is Part 7. Or I'm excited for the anime of Part 6. Meanwhile, Part 8 has been running 
the entire length of this podcast and longer. Because it's monthly now. It is now... It's, it's monthly. So JoJo was a shonen and now it is a seinen. It's been a seinen as of part seven. Seinen okay. still is targeted to boys. It's just monthly? More, more towards young adults. Okay. Or oh, adults it's big, in general. it's older people then. Older, yeah. Okay, so the audience has grown. Yeah. They've I mean, aged. The show started in... 80, yes. the, the manga started in 87, excuse me. And it is either rumored or I think it's confirmed now that... Um, well, let me ask you guys this. So... Mm-hmm. You know, part I'm seven, an open book. Go ahead. Part seven was called Steel Ball Run. Mm-hmm. Part eight was called Jojo Leon. Mm-hmm. If we continue on that part eight trend, what do you think Araki has said part nine will be called? It could be anything. Well, let's say let's say it's similar. So to, it's got Jojo in there. Yeah, it does. Correct. If you were like, what's after Jojo Leon? Just take a guess. You you won't guess it. It's too. It's not. It's not difficult. Jojovia. Jojo. Jojo Leonair. Jojo Leonair. That's. I like that actually. But unfortunately, no. It is tentatively called Jojo Lands. <laughs> like like Disney Lands. Mm. I find it very frustrating. Like the Badlands. I wish it was called Jojo Land. Uh huh. And I wish it was about an entire country of Jojo. But it's Jojo Land. It'd be so cool if it was like, oh, one of the Jojo characters, they founded a country. Or a theme park. Theme park? I don't know. That's kind of corny. It'd be weird to watch an author make a theme park out of his own IP. It feels too indulgent. No, but like a story oh. about a theme park. Well, yeah. Like that it, movie Finding w- with uh, Jesse Eisenberg, where he works at a theme park. Okay. Adventureland? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, also... Yeah. For the first time, there will be a serialized JoJo spinoff comic hmm. coming out. And spinoff. I have not seen the art for it yet. I need to look it up, but it apparently features just the art, maybe to, to preview the style, Josuke from part four nice, and Whole Horse from part three, hmm. who have never overlapped previously. How do those two get together? I don't know. The person who's writing it wrote a spinoff uh, novel, I believe, called... Uh, Purple Haze Feedback, which is about Fugo after he leaves the JoJo Golden Wind crew. Because, oh. you know, remember how he left and everyone's like, where the fuck did that guy go? Well, yeah. someone wrote a what if story about it. And the art is by the person who writes a manga called, I think it's called No Guns Life. Mm-hmm. And the main character, the top half of his head is a gun. No guns. And it actually looks cool. <laughs> so I'm excited for this. I have to look up this art. And uh, so basically what I'm trying to tell everyone is that the, the August has been an amazing month for JoJo fans. We learned what part six is going to look like when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. We learned uh, that the manga is not over because also keep in mind the last few months, it's been feeling like JoJo Leon was going to come to an end because we could tell what's, what was up in the story. Mm-hmm. And people were doing this math where they're like, well, at the end of part seven, he would have already announced the next part by now. And he's getting up there. I mean, he's in his 60s. That's not old for a author or a comic artist, in my opinion. So people really thought JoJo might have been over this year. But no, he has said he's going to keep it going. Listen, you never know for whom the bell tolls, Mark. It's true. Um, so August is really JoJo month. It really has been the month of the JoJo's. Yeah, and we learned that we're going to get a spinoff comic that will perhaps involve old characters. Yeah. Also, this podcast is in person. For the first time wow. in Yay. like 18 months. I would say all JoJo fans feel that that fact is on par with everything else I listed. If you're a real fan, then yeah. Yeah, if you're a real fan, you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. You have to be a really big fan. Can I, can I tell you an aside about JoJo's? Sure. 
I was watching this Amazon Prime show called Modern Love, which is based on the New York Times column Modern Love. Okay. And it's like an anthology about like based on like columns that people write about their interesting love stories. I think Jackie watched an episode or two of this. It's not a great show. I but don't think I have. Oh, I might be thinking of something else. No, I haven't. One of the char- one of the stories is about this girl who loves anime and she I could recognize that she had a JoJo's poster on her wall. Oh, oh that's cool. cool. So we'll invite her on the pod. Okay. Hey, they should have called it uh, Modern Love Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Yukako's stand, you know? Yeah. Or, uh... I remember that. <laughs> or or Modern Oingo Boingo. Anyway, I'm sorry, everyone. Sorry for talking about JoJo on the JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Yeah, we gotta talk about not Let's JoJo's. go back to Mushy Mushy, or whatever this is called. Mushishi. Mushishi. Uh, so, yeah, it is. it is a... Seinen work, it came out monthly, and it mostly seems to be a collection of different stories following the same character named Ginkgo. Uh, I have not checked if his last name is is Biloba or not. <laughs> Beautiful is tree. Is it offensive to do that? I called him Genki. You did my, call him Genki by accident? No, not by accident. It's always on purpose. I know his name. But you knew his name was Ginkgo. Yeah, and I like okay. calling him Genki. Right. Genki is also, it also means like... Uh, Energetic, lively, happy, uh, yeah. healthy. In Japanese. And it's also the name of the learning Japanese textbooks that you learn if you're in college. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just a dedicated Japanese learner. A lot of people online recommend using Genki. Yes. You can learn all about Meari, Meari-san. The stories are really good. And you can find the thing that made they us laugh dates. so hard in Japanese class, which is when they misspelled laundry as Laundi. Oh, <laughs> Laundi. And I still call it that sometimes. Laundi. Um, why do I keep using the tab about Mushishi to do other stuff? The, what did you anyway. all think of the intro music? I hated it. Oh, not a big fan. Oh, I liked it. Really? I, I think on its own it's fine, mm-hmm. but it, I, it felt weird to me to have an English. Yeah, it didn't sound good. That's true. The English was weird, but I think it set the mood. It fit the mood of the show very well. Mm. It did fit the mood well, but I also was like worried about being sleepy. I thought his voice was not good. Wow. And therefore... Go ahead. It was bad. (laughs) It's called The Sore Feet Song by Ali Care. Have you heard of this person, Miles? Yeah, because I was curious about the song because it sounded like... I don't know. It sounded like the Decemberists or something. It sounded very familiar to me. So I looked it up and Ali... Whatever his name is, care wrote a blog post about the song because he gets a lot of questions about it. Oh, cool! Did he say he loves anime? No. Is it he or she? He. No. He's Scottish. Scott Alley is like a Scottish man's name. Is what, it? Yeah. What, uh, what did he say in his blog post? He just said he gets a lot of questions about it. And like, <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. And like, yeah, he gets asked a lot about like whether. He's like big into the show and he's like, no, nah, not really. But he's very happy that many people have become familiar with his work as a result. Mm. And the reason it got picked is because like one of the creators of the show, like had one of his albums and like the song oh. and put it on there. That's cool. That's nice. And yeah, I think it, I don't it, think it, his voice is good. Well, he's sorry, a, he's, sorry he's, Allie. He seems like the singer songwriter type. And often mm-hmm. singer songwriters are better at writing and creating music than they mm-hmm. necessarily are at singing. For okay. instance, earlier we were talking about uh, fucking Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Not you know, a great singer. A lot of people like the sound of his voice. Not, Not an me. amazing singer. David Bowie, I think on one level, 
good voice, a lot of range, but as for the quality of his voice and such, not mm. not the best, mm. you know? And I kind of like that. I would rather listen to someone who can write than can sing. Of course, there are shades depends. of it. It's not like... They have to sing pretty... I, they still have to sing kind of good, though. Mm. This guy, I don't think, sang good. It was really boring. I want you to review music in like Why? New York Times. <laughs> I don't think he sang good. It was boring. <laughs> D minus. <laughs> Jacqueline. Maybe the lyrics are good, but I didn't pay attention because I didn't like I was bored by the voice. I'm not a big folk music guy, but I will say that. Well, I obviously like Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I like uh, If You Could Read My Mind by Gordon Lightfoot. I like the disco version. Yeah, well, it's, I used to. Good. I This is the thing that happens to me. I listen to the original and I'm like, this is so boring and corny. But then the more I listen to it, I'm like, fuck the stupid dance remix. Mm. <laughs> Except some songs. Some of the Whitney Houston remixes are bangers. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, have you have have you guys heard of, of the song 17 by Janice Ian? Yeah. No. I learned the truth at 17. It's a beautiful song. I don't Love know. Love was meant for beauty queens. It's about a sad, a sad lesbian. Is she a girl. lesbian? I think so. She's got to be. <laughs> no, yeah. not all sad girls are lesbians. No, no. I mean, I read her Wikipedia and I think it said that she was gay. Oh, okay. And and if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it, it kind of points that way, I think. Okay. Why did you bring her up? It's just like another folky kind of singer that I think of. She's okay. a good singer, though. Singer-songwriter like where it's acoustic guitar and singing. I, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that... The the perfect example of this is Bob Dylan. Bob Terrible, Dylan. terrible singer. Mm. Like a rolling stone. Yeah. Is that, is like that good? Real good songs, though. Yeah. I mean, sure. I don't really know him. I think for me, I'm 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 in the Jackie side of this song. Where with Bob Dylan, I'm like, you got to sing better. <laughs> like, uh, if you hit Bob Dylan's level, like, get some, just hire a singer. The thing with Bob Dylan is he tries really hard. This guy, I feel like, isn't trying that hard mm-hmm. to like really sing out. But you think that's cool? I think it's better than like reaching the edge of your voice like Bob Dylan does, where you're just like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Mm. Okay. Well, we've learned a lot about our taste in music. Yeah. Anyway, back to visual media. There's a great line in a Silver Jew song that I like that says, all "All my favorite singers couldn't sing, which is something I kind of agree with. Hmm. Wow. People say the mouth is the window to the soul. So take a deep look, I think. Let's talk about this anime. Okay. We said we would do it. We'll do it. Uh, yeah, so apparently, according to Wikipedia, because that's that's the extent of research always, Mushishi is set in an imaginary time between Edo and Meiji periods. I don't know if you guys know, but there's various oh. points of time in Japan, often named after the emperor that was in power. But what, what, what does that translate to that in, like, American years? <laughs> uh, 19th century, so the 1800s. <laughs> so, yeah, I was confused in by that. In America Wait, what time. would you say, 19th century? 1800s, yeah. 1800s, okay. I was confused by this because it felt like it could be any time. It's yeah. just he's going to like remote places where like yeah. that are untouched by technology. That's what maybe. I thought. And it probably still could be. The thing that makes it feel out of time is that he's wearing like westerny clothing and everyone else is wearing sort of more traditional Japanese clothing. So I guess that's why it's supposed to be between because the Edo period, Japan was a closed country. They did not really do a lot of trade. If any, I don't know. And then mm. Meiji, the the subsequent period, is when they were like, all right, fuck it, we're open to everything. So I guess this is supposed to be like a very Japanese work. And they didn't want it to be that suddenly there'd be some, you know, Western asshole 
who's like, I have the cure for Mushi, and they just wipe them all out or whatever. I don't know. He wanted it to be a very Japanese y show. And it's sort of, it's about these little invisible creatures called Mushi that are, for the for the function of the show, for, for all that we have seen so far, they could also be interpreted as like ghosts, you know, or like spirits. Um, we know that traditional Japanese religion is one of animism, right? Where they believe that all objects, even inanimate ones, have a spirit within them. So, you know, that explains some of the weird yokai monsters in Japanese works, like an umbrella hops around and shit. Or why uh, Marie Kondo wants you to say goodbye to your possessions as you throw them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be kind of an analog for that. Again, only from my experience with the show that I admit is uh, meager at best. Look at me using all these big words. Yeah. Um, you studying for the SAT? Indubitably. <laughs> You're going to pass. Uh, but uh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> that means I wrote my name and got 200 points. That's right. Um, interestingly, Ginko's name is not written with kanji. It's just written with the phonetic kana. So it's as though his name has no meaning. Um, because, you know, in Asian language, a lot of Asian languages, anything directly based off Chinese, even the written term has like a meaning outside of the noise that it makes. Yeah, we're American, baby. Our names don't mean shit. What is that from? Pulp Fiction. Nice. What else? Oh, is that when Bruce Willis is talking to his girlfriend? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, what no, does no, Butch no. mean? It's in the cab with the French lady. No, no, he's in the cab and he's like, what does your name mean? Right. Butch. Butch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did he know his name meant a masculine lady. That's true. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so we watched, uh, Jackie and I watched episodes one to three, which the first episode is about a boy who lives away from his local town because he has this power to create things that he draws. The things that he draws come to life. Yeah, they leap off the page and they move. And not in the way that like you're a great writer and it leaps off the page. (laughs) Uh, They literally come to life. And it's kind of scary. Is it? Right, and he thought, it's only when he draws with his left hand? Uh, Yes, I think he's a lefty. And but he fucks up. But also drawing drawing like kanji also makes it leave off the page because that's technically drawing because mm-hmm. they're they're meant uh, pictograms. They're yeah. It's it's actually a really cool effect in the show when he draws the kanji. He writes in the more modern style, and mm-hmm. then they revert to the more curvy ancient Japanese style, mm-hmm. and then they come off the page. Oh, uh, which is always fun because you'll look at like the symbol for. Uh, I'm trying to think of a complicated character and I can't do it because I'm too dumb and I only know very basic kanji. But you'll look at a character that means, like the character for circle, it's not just a fucking circle. Yeah. Like, how is that? Why don't you just draw a circle if you mean it? But that's just not how it works, Mark. Sorry. (laughs) Mm. Like sun. Sun is a box with a line in the middle of it. Do you think your knowledge of the Japanese language gives you a richer experience when you're watching these shows? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, you know what it does? It just does. I'm not even going to say I guess. Yeah. So just say yes next time. Do you want me to, do you want me to ask again? Yeah, let's run it again. Okay. Do you think your knowledge of the Japanese language gives you a richer experience when you're watching these shows? Do you shows? want to try it one more time without your voice cracking? <clears throat> do you think your knowledge of the Japanese language <laughs> gives you a richer experience when you're watching these shows? Yes. Great. Okay. How about you, Jackie? 
What about me? Does your knowledge of the <laughs> Japanese language give you a richer experience? You know more Japanese than I do. I That's hardly know That's not what anything. the question was. I don't so know do you anything. think you're... Aren't, uh, aren't, aren't you ever like, that means pervert. You know, you're never like, oh, I remember that. So does it give you a richer experience, but not as rich as Mark's experience? No, Mark's experience is better. Okay. It's better. I, I don't know that I'd call it rich. It might be richer. Mine, I mean. It's fun. The problem is sometimes I conclude things about it and then I stop and go, Mark, you don't know enough about the language to really make these deep conclusions. Yeah. You could be way off. Mm. But listener, don't worry. I'm probably right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first episode is about this kid who can make shit come to life when he draws it. But then there's something with his grandmother. I guess we'll get into it. His grandma dies. And so she was the one kind of like protecting him. Yeah, she from told him world. like never draw with this hand. Yes. Right? Did she seal up his hand or something? No, I don't think she says never draw with his hand. She just wants him to hide his ability from the outside world, which is why he lives in such a remote place. The reason his hand is sealed up is because his right hand, the one that doesn't make magic, which he normally writes with, is broken. Oh. Or like the, it, it's injured, so he can't. So he has to resort to writing with his magic hand, and he thinks that like bandaging part of it will prevent the things he writes from coming to life. But he's wrong. Right. And so the Mushishi, Ginko, goes right. to... The, Mushishi it, means like Mushi expert or something. Yeah. So the show is about Ginko. So yeah, Ginko, who's the Mushishi. And we don't know why he's doing that. Like, it's, he doesn't he doesn't make any money off of it. Like, what is he doing? Like, why is he doing I, he it? He just knows the world is a he chaotic just likes, place. He just likes Mushi. Well, no, he, he, does, he does actually get learn paid. Learn about it. He does get paid. Oh, he does? He takes, like, in episode one, for example... He takes oh, the he sake takes things. cup. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't know how he makes, you know, how he eats think, off of that kind of stuff. I think one of them mentions his fee, or does he just say this will cover my fee in episode one, and that's yeah. what I'm thinking of? Mm. Yeah. Okay, I could have sworn someone offers him money and he adds on something else, but it, yeah. It's not clear how he makes money as, as we do here in well, America. He, he doesn't necessarily need to make money. It's just that, I mean, he might get room and board there. You know what I mean? And then Maybe he just travels he around stock helping options. people. I think th I think things were simpler back then, and he probably just traveled places to get like a roof over his head and okay. food. Maybe he didn't need money to walk around, and he could have been robbed by humans or Mushi. Got it. Uh, so yeah, episode one is kind of like a ghost tale, even though it's technically about Mushi. It's it's this sort of show, this sort of work where it's like, what if we could explain a bunch of different supernatural phenomenon but be like oh that's also because of this uniting idea mm -hmm. and mushi what are mushi someone describe them for me explain them the way he describes them is that they're like the most primitive they're, they're a more primitive like primordial form of life like if humans are at the yeah, this is exactly the way he describes it if humans are like at the edge of the branch of life then mushi are like near the root yeah like they're more primitive than single cell organisms. Mm -hmm. They're like what the primordial soup is made of, but even earlier than that. They're like the spiritual base for life. I yeah. Guess. They're like the life stream in Final Fantasy VII. They're maybe. just invisible spirits and shit and like monsters and mm -hmm. stuff. Because that's where I was kind of confused because in this first episode, there's and like a, a mushy ghost lady. And I'm like, well, how is she like a simple, unevolved thing? Also, they're described as strange flora and fauna. Well, they're neither flora nor fauna, I think. That's what makes them so strange. But that's what it that's what it described it says. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's his grandma 
who dies. The well, ca- the kid's gra- grandmother. She we she's half Mushi and half like human spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this show also kept doing that to me, where I'm like, I think I get it, and they're like, Oh, this can also be a thing. Yeah, where it's like you can only see Mushi if you're a person, but then the people in that deaf town all could see them, and I was like, What? I don't understand how she became a half Mushi. It involved some sort of ceremony in the forest. That was seemingly interrupted. She was like a human who got lured away to some forest witch ceremony right. where the Mushi were going to turn her into a Mushi by her drinking something. Yes. But she like freaked out and ran away in the middle of it. No, the ceremony got interrupted. By what? a crow or something? Oh yeah, yeah, a crow just like bit one of the people yeah. that was trying to make her drink the juice, mm-hmm. which yeah. was really cool looking and weird. Yeah. because it, it was tea. It bit the the person's like appendage it was and sake it, it was a sake cup you're right you're right it was sake uh the crow like bit one of the people trying to convert her and like his hand or leg or something broke apart and all the little mushy things fell out of it anyway so this boy you and know then, talks and then about, she leaves half of herself and and the rest of her goes right she was only half completed yeah half so half mushied so grandma lived her whole life as a half a person which is weird, though, because then how did she have children enough to have a grandchild? Yeah. One of the reasons she was chosen for the ceremony, they say, is because mm-hmm. she'll have a grandchild who will have the special power, and they are, she will be tasked with protecting him. Yes. So it's maybe it's not random that she was lured into the forest. But yeah, I don't get how you have children as a half-person. I guess you could still do whatever you want. You just feel empty. Yeah. Half-empty. Maybe someone was sleeping with her and was being like something about your bodies out of this world <laughs> the the notes i took is the mushi told her your grandson will be born with a special power and if you do this we will grant you powers and then a crow comes and eats a mushi's foot <laughs> a mushi's foot and then and this the drumstick is, yeah and that's it and then the the guy keeps the sake cup and and he sit, he helps them I also guess. there's a live action mushishi movie i want to put that out there Mm. Great. I would want, well, I don't know. Episode two, Beaky and the Blind Girl. Uh, yeah, so episode one involves like, we can, just before we get to, to okay. episode two, sorry, just also, you know, we see that Ginkgo is like an expert. He's a weird looking guy too. Yeah, he has a button down plain shirt. He has white hair that covers one of his eyes and his other eye is green. He goes into the back of the house. He can tell something's there. And it, when he's in the back hallway, he sees like a floating woman and the cigarette smoke, the smoke from his cigarette, like, goes around her and binds her. So he has, like, some kind of magical abilities mm-hmm. that, like, makes him able to control and see Mushis and have conversations. Because, yeah, the son can't, the grandson can't see her. And then uh, he understands her problem and offers to basically finish the ritual so she becomes Mushi, right? Which means yeah. that her grandson can never see her again, but it also means that she is... Always watching over him. Mm-hmm. That she's always there. She's not trapped between forms or something. So uh, it's like a nice, peaceful kind of resolution. It's a nice, peaceful kind of show. Yeah. We don't see him use those kind of powers, really. Like, in the rest of the episodes, it's like more about just his knowledge of Mushi. I don't know. Oh. Episode two, I think, involves his powers quite a bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Shit. Never mind. Bye. Uh, so, yeah, by the way, the first episode is called The Green Throne, which I like the title of. Me too. The episode two is called The Light in the Eyelids, and it involves a thing about the body that I have never heard of and never thought about. Beaky and the Blind Girl. 
which is the a second set of eyelids. Yes. What the fuck was this about? I don't think that's real. It, I know it's not real, but it sounded like, <laughs> is this like a thing some kids tell each other that's like real? Like, I don't know if it was an established fake. I've never heard of it. Right? So I think it's something they came up with or it's something that's maybe in like... It was kind of confusing, but I I found it very interesting because I thought, I thought was, this was the best episode of the three we watched. It's very creative. I thought it was cool. It's very creative, but it's also not like... It's it seems like a like a legend or like a story you might tell. It's simple because it's yeah. something that's sort of true. Like when you close your eyes, I'm closing my eyes right now. Yeah. You still see stuff, yeah. so you can imagine that they're uh, like a way of blocking even that. Yeah. Off. Right, because you see the blood vessels and stuff under your eyes, and you mm-hmm. see patterns of the light outside of your eyelids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise, you could just. But put then, a, if you close your second eyelid, then you then it's really dark. Right. Mm-hmm. The premise. But we of, leave it open. The episode starts with a kid going into a shed that's kind of hidden away in a forest, and there's a girl in there in the pitch in like the pitch dark shed, and she has a bandage wrapped over her eyes. And she says, "There's a mushi living inside my eye." Oh, okay. I forgot yeah, about she that. She says that. And we learned that basically. She had a. Uh, she one day became very sensitive to light, and it got worse and worse and worse to the point where even if she had her eyes closed, even if she had like think something wrapped around her eyes, she was still sensitive to the light. So her family brought her to this other family's home so that because they had a shed they could keep her in, mm-hmm. and then the family seemed to just kind of yeah, abandon her abandoned in the her. shed. And so it follows her and this little boy who is a seeing person. And uh, is that a thing you say? No, that's yes. that's hearing person. I thought. Well, I don't know. Uh. A regular, normal, healthy boy. No, Mar. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, that has a boy who can see. Sighted, I think. is People say sighted, right? Uh, sure. That's when you tell people what book you got your ideas from. No. Uh, oh, I get it. A boy who doesn't have a sensitivity to light uh, goes and kind of takes care of her and like talks with her in the dark. And uh, she eventually explains that uh, something that happens to her is like with her eyes closed, she's like, you ever close your second eyelids? And I was wondering if he was going to be like, my butthole? But that's not what he says. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know, you can, if you try hard, you can close in another set of eyelids so you don't see those patterns we were talking about. She's like, but when I do that, eventually I see under the ground a stream of light. Of yeah. like, it looks like a moving river of different objects. And it's made of tiny mushi. Tiny mushi. So, she, so she's no, she knows what they are. Um, and well, and she knows that there's one living inside her eye. So right. there's that too. And then in next to the river, there's always uh, or there's uh, there's someone that that uh, an older man who's just telling her like don't get don't get too close. And that man is Ginkgo. That man uh. is Ginkgo. Well, she says that he's a one-eyed man. Yeah, one-eyed man. Which he is. And later, in this very same episode, because everything seems to take place in one episode, Ginkgo shows up and talks to the boy. There's also, by the way, th- this kind of worry that she's like contagious, like whatever right. she has is contagious, the, the, and that's the why blind girl, yeah. Right, and that's why, um, you know, people don't get try to get too close to her, and why her family abandon her, and stuff like that, and why they keep her in the shed. The boy's mom is worried that if he spends too much time in the shed with her, that he will also lose his vision. Mm. And but then he's like, "Well, who will take? You know, well then, what's going to happen to her?" And and his mom, like, surprisingly, is like, "You're right. Someone will take care of her, but be careful." Uh, but the mom was right, and the boy does seem to one day have super sensitive sensitivity. Uh, that word's tough to say. Luckily, Ginkgo shows up, though. Ginkgo shows up, and he, uh, you know, does he just take him out of the shed first, or he takes him out of the dark? He's out of the dark when he 
become sensitive to light. And the mom at first is kind of like, who are you? But then he just explains what he's going to do. And the mom is like, oh, okay, whatever. She's not like, are you a doctor or anything? Stay in our house. And yeah, he's like, back, no, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> back then, traditional medicine seemed totally fine. But he's able to treat it with traditional medicine. Yeah, and he's like, don't let him go into the dark. It's going to get worse if mm-hmm. he stays in the dark. He has to just get painkiller and... Just like Tylenol, I think. He just like gives him Tylenol. Uh, yeah, over the yeah. counter, eighteen hundreds counter Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's sort of like, "All right, I'll try to help that girl, but her he eyes says, are probably he fucked." Says there's like a newborn in his eye, so it's it'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, it's a newborn Mushi in the little boy's yeah. eye. Right, 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 right. But the girl has some real it's advanced messed up stuff in in those yeah. eyeballs. Yeah, he goes and looks at her, and he's like, "Her eyeballs are probably already gone." but I'm going to do the best I can. And he somehow... He lures the Mushi. She, first, he gets the girl out of the shed and he, he scolds lures. her. He's like, after I told you so many times to not get near the river. Mm-hmm. She looks at the river because she's sad that her friend is not going in there because he's recovering from his eye condition. Mm-hmm. So she looks at the river in an attempt to look for him, maybe? I don't know why she looks at the river. Probably because she's bored and lonely. I, I think she wants to kill herself. That's That was my take. Oh, oh wow. Okay. My take was she was like, fuck it. What else do I got to live for? I lost my only friend. I'm never going to see him again because the mom goes in the shed and, you know, oh, and, right. and yeah. tells and tells her that and she's like, it's, it's, uh, it's not your fault that he caught your illness. It's our fault for pitying you. And it's like, well, come on. <laughs> Messed up. Uh, but it's like, the... it's our fault for being so nice to you. <laughs> We're so she's good. Like, yeah. This is a great shed. It <laughs> <laughs> leaves me in the dark. Yeah. So the way, Ginkgo tries to treat her condition as he gets the girl to step outside and he lures the Mushi out of her. Her eyes are like dead. Yeah, her horrible empty eye sockets uh, toward the moonlight. Mm -hmm. And it's just this rush of black goo comes flying out of her eyes. At one point it looks like a snake. I think that's when he catches. He catches the snake looking one. Right. Just a bunch of water like shoots out of her eyes and it like hits Ginkgo in the face. Or he like puts himself into the stream mm-hmm. and he's looking for something. And yeah, then he grabs this mushi that's like a mean looking snaky thing. He throws it on the ground and it like rots away. Does he do anything to it or he just throws it on the ground and it, it turns into what looks like a turd? I think he just tosses it. And then the water rushes back into her eyes and he's like, okay, yeah, her eyes were too far gone. They don't function Couldn't anymore. Couldn't do shit about it. But he takes out. His glass eye and he gives it to her. Yeah. Oh, he, he infuses it with like the mushi. He injects the mushi. The mushi that that, uh, that he got out of her head, I think, right? No, I thought he threw that one on the ground and it, it died. He puts something into he his puts glass a, He eye. puts something into the eye and that makes it a functioning eye. I thought it was mushi. That's yeah, which is down. weird because he has one working eye and one glass eye. So he could have given his glass eye a mushi to make it work. So he'd have two functioning eyes. But yeah, this is one of those moments where I was like, Okay, well, Mushi is just magical bullshit then. If, mm-hmm. if you could just be like, oh, if I inject it with Mushi, it'll work and not be a problem. It's like Hamon. <laughs> I think or having stands, yeah. the one eye, this is just oh. my headcanon. I think having the one eye helps him see the, yeah. the Golden River and like other. You're mushi. right. I think it helps him yeah. in his job. To I think have one eye. Yeah, because that, that was where I was saying he does have powers is because, yeah, he's at least able to protect her and help her because he can relate because he has the one dead eyeball. Mm hmm. But yeah, it's, if the river comes in handy later, then that really makes sense. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny that he was like, if I inject 
mushi into this eyeball, it'll work. And I was like, I thought her problem was that she had mushi in her eyeballs. <laughs> Are there different types of mushi? There's and different types of mushi. He has a seeing a seeing eye mushi. As we'll see in episode three. And then, uh, that's true. So it, it just felt a little too simple for him to be like, I will inject generic mushi of some kind <laughs> into eyeball. And then she has at least one eye and so she can function in the world now because the sensitive eye has died. The problem is out. And she got one eye. And she's got bangs to cover up that, uh, that's that true. glass eye. Just like Ginkgo. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's the end of that episode. And then episode three, I was a little bummed out by because I was like, it's another ailment episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's about people going deaf from Mushi. So there's a little boy in the beginning and it's snowy and he's like, he's like, your ears will be eaten. And when it's really quiet, your ears would cover your ears so your ears might be eaten and you might grow horns, and that's it. Uh, and so Ginkgo responds to a um, uh, house call. <laughs> There's like a town where people's ears are being eaten, but it's only one ear. Well, they're not being eaten. They're like, like they're, they're losing their they're hearing. They're losing their hearing in one ear. Right, and this was good. It was good to see people call him because I was like, he can't just also stumble upon a third. Like, place how does he know? How does right he know time. when all the shit is happening? Like, how does he? How does he hear about these things? Yeah. Otherwise, he's gonna seem like a snake oil salesman. He just mm. goes around to everyone, being like, "You have a problem, right? It's mushy. It's mushy. <laughs> yeah, right." And it's like, and then we find out that he's actually the one that caused all the problems in the first place. He's right. been like poisoning their drinking water <laughs> and he... then selling them the cure. <laughs> oh my god, he made the disease and the cure. This one goes out to the one I love. This one is like um I liked this one. A Law and Order episode because it seems like it's one problem that he solves, but there's another problem underneath it. Oh. That's like house or something. It is like house. <laughs> yeah, he does he does people do ask him if this is lupus and he says that it's not. Oh boy. Uh-huh. That does happen on house. I've never seen house, I just know that meme. It's a meme. So he see he quickly solves the problem of people losing their hearing. It's this specific type of mushi that eats sound it's and called, it's like it's called un, the un. Un, yeah and un. it's like infesting a bunch of people's houses because it's so quiet in this village i don't know why it eats sound. they hang out on the ceiling it eats sound and snow absorbs sound so when and so then it's when it goes looking for sound to eat it ends up in people's ears right because it's so uh. quiet that like the only place to go to get sound is inside people's houses yes and they look like snails but that's because the there's a part of the ear that does have like a spiral pattern mm-hmm. that kind of looks like a snail. So I guess the manga car kind of just knew that and decided like, what if that was a snail that was a problem? Yeah. I guess that's how he came up with it. But then... What is the spiral in Japanese? Uzumaki? Yeah. Is this an episode of Uzumaki? No, it's not. Oh. Uh, oh, I should say though, the person who directed this anime will direct Uzumaki, the anime from next year. Ooh. And they also directed the anime Detroit Metal City, which I have seen. Okay. And is extremely different tonally. It's more of a jokey show. Oh. So good range on you, person whose name I did not write down. Spirally, though. A lot of spirals. Yeah. Uh, but the the village elder who calls him to this village, her grandson yes. is suffering from a very different problem in that it's similar. He hears too much. He yeah. can hear everything. Well, yeah, he. It's they. I think they said it was it, originally. They said it. it uh, he had un. That it was on both ears. Mm-hmm. He got it in both ears, and he has horns. 
Right. He has horns because... And he's hearing sounds that he's never heard before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's too noisy for him because he has the un blocking and eating all of the incoming sound. But then he also has the ah, which are another type of mushi that hear like all sound. So he's hearing sound from outside of his immediate vicinity. Yeah, he's hearing like mushi sounds from like far away. Mm -hmm. And not, but he's not hearing like the people around him. Right. So yeah, it's just sucking in any sound that it can get its hands on, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess they, I think they have like a symbiotic kind of relationship, right? Not symbiotic. I don't know. Like the, the un and the ah, like they are, they go together, right? Yeah, they do. They, they are symbiotic. You're right about that. Okay. I didn't understand how he solved this problem. Like, what do you mean? He, so the same thing happened to the boy's mother. And they, they wait way too long to tell him this. Like if, if like the, do- the doctor comes over, like I feel like you should tell them right away. Like, like also know, my mom, the mom had this too. The mom also had this and died from it, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't remember how, he, I don't understand how he fixes it. Like he's able to like, he gets the boy to put his hands over his ears he, and that causes the, uh, to just explode into like and this gross mucus you think you 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 think he didn't try that before like if the, if i was a little boy the first thing i would one of the first things you would try right is to cover your ears and shit yeah, yeah. i don't know i'll be honest on this episode i was nodding off okay because the show is very cozy it's very cozy um but yeah it's it, I in thought, the beginning it's like he sees his mom sleeping and, and trying to cover her hand her ears right and she also tried to cover his ears and at first I thought that it was like, um, cause they were talking about like when you have hands over your ears, you can hear like the sounds of the person's body and stuff. Mm-hmm. Of and your own arms. Yeah. So I thought, I thought it, um, I thought it was like, you need to hear the sounds like somebody else needs to cup your ears mm-hmm. and you need to hear their sounds. But then the un would eat all that sound anyway. But isn't it because the, he cures the un from other people by, doesn't he pour like salt water or yes. salt, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're like snails, so they don't like salt. Mm-hmm. So is it that if you put salt in your ears and then cover them, that works? In which case, I could understand no. the kid not knowing how to do that. I think like you can't, you can't do the salt thing when you also have ah, because I, I don't know what, they, they end up killing you somehow. I don't know. Because they, you need the un to eat the sound in order to... Because other then then it's really too noisy if you end up hearing both. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. I didn't really get it. I think no. I think that they say that. So like, if you end up like you know how to kill the un the un, so you kill them, and then it it gets Ah. and then it gets too noisy because you have the ah, and then you can hear from the un, and then like your head explodes or something. Whoa! So that's no good. You gotta kill. You don't want your head exploding. I think you gotta kill the ah first, and then you can put the salt water in your ear, maybe. Yeah, but that's the thing too. Is at one point he like he like is holding the un I think in front of one of the villager guys, and he's like, "Whoa!" But I was like, "I thought you can't see those." Some people can. Yeah, I don't know. There's too many. Like, uh, here's no, an explanation. Be, like the boy in the beginning could see them. Well, he had them in his fucking head. No, but he could see them. What do you mean that he had them in his head? I like. I think that if you if Mushi are affecting you in such a way, no. In episode one, the boy could see them. The boy who could draw. Yeah. He okay, saw them. then why? Because I, don't I know. think some people can just see them and some people can't. Some people are sensitive and some people aren't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like that. See, in JoJo's, as inconsistent like, as JoJo's can be, it's like if you have a stand, you can see stands. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's like. Unless the stand modifies an object. It's like the sixth sense where some people can see ghosts and some people can't. 
It's the same thing. Some people can see Mushi and some people can't. If you're affected by it, you're probably more likely to see them. Okay. I guess that's fine. Cool. But this episode in general, the the mechanics of it weren't as clear to me as the eye stuff. And even the eye stuff, I think I pointed out, I found to be pretty unclear. The idea that like, yeah. well, I guess the idea that like a Mushi was eating her eyes basically. Um, but she thought that was just light being the pain, but she'd go into darkness, which was bad because then the Mushi would just keep eating her eye mm-hmm. without being tempted by light. I'm reading an explanation for episode three. Where'd you find it? On the internet. I Googled it. <laughs> More specifically? The internet. Google.com. <laughs> <laughs> the Google app. Jackie, I'm sure it tells you where you're getting info it's from. A, it's a wiki called Mushishi Wiki, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Only took three tries. Google.com. Um, let's see. What is this all about? Um, plot. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, right. They were in a cave. We didn't even talk about the cave when they all go to a cave. Ginkgo and the boy are in a cave. Wait, when do they go to? Why did they go to a cave? Because the boy goes wandering off, but then there's a snowstorm. He goes for a walk and there's then it starts snowing. Ginkgo right. goes to look for him. And so then he finds him in a cave. And then the boy um, was just in there waiting, wanting to wait for the snow to stop. Um, the sound suddenly disappears and Ginkgo realizes that the cave is filled with Un. And one ah. Who tries to enter his ears. He looks for an ah and lets it enter his ears. He tells Maho to place his hands on Ginkgo's ears and moments later, the ah dissolves and bursts out from his ears. Later, Ginkgo explains that his mother wasn't trying to stop the sound by covering her ears, but to listen to the sound uh, he could hear with covered ears. So like the sound that you hear with covered ears, which is of your own body. Um, but how come that didn't kill the parasite for them but it does for Ginkgo immediately as the parasite lives in you the body's noise isn't as comfortable and uh, the parasite tries to erase it and in a year either the parasite dissolves or the host weakens and dies apparently okay oh, yeah I forgot all that it's it's confusing yeah yeah Maho covers his ears and tr- that's a little boy tries to and tries to listen to the noise his body produces and manages to dissolve the ah making his horns fall and then Ginkgo takes the horns as payment right and he takes them as a souvenir of some kind as payment and that's it that's, that's the it whole for, story for episode three miles what is episode four like episode four is the saddest one and it's one in which did you cry no <laughs> does it, is it sad because his dick shrivels and falls off you're like, which body part is it this time? Does a Mushi fuck up his penis? <laughs> no, it's this guy who Mushi give him. <laughs> he snorted. <laughs> predictive dreams. Oh, oh no! And it really fucks up his life because then he starts to not trust. Is this Ginkgo or someone else? Someone else. Okay. And Ginkgo randomly shows up and he's like, "Take this medicine; and it'll reduce the number of predictive dreams you have." But mm-hmm. he. Like one of his, he fails to predict one thing and it drives him insane, basically. Mm. And it like ruins his whole life. Damn. Very sad ep. Damn. And Ginko's just like, I'm sorry, I couldn't help you. It was your life. You really can't help him. And it's not a happy ending. Hmm. But it was like, it was caused by the Mushi, right? He did. Yes. It was caused by the Mushi. And the Mushi's ability is like to make his dreams come true, basically. 
Ah. Uh. Uh, but it fucks up his whole life. Like it, his whole village dies. Whoa. Yeah. But so wait, is wasn't that going to happen anyway? And the Mushi just showed it to him first? Or is it like it made things happen? I think he dreamed that the entire village died and then it happened. So it's like a, a little bit of like a weird fate. Yeah. It's like nobody's fault really. But he just hated that he could see it coming and do nothing. Yeah. That sucks. It was a really sad app. If you could know your future, mm-hmm. but you had to read about it in like a book, it was like reading history about the future. Would you read it or would you be like, that's going to fuck things up? I got to just. I don't think I would read it. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be really tempting, though. It'd be really tempting. I guess I would want to know if I could read my future if, like, no matter what, it was going to happen or by reading it, I'm guaranteeing it won't happen that way because I'm going to act weird. You know what I mean? Because I always find I have a problem with that in shows or whatever about fate. Because it's like if you read like I fall off a cliff in New Jersey, you just like move to Italy. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are they going to do? Be like, oh, but in a twist of fate, you sleepwalked to a plane and flew to New Jersey mm. and died. It's <laughs> like, it's like nah, there's some shit you could avoid if you just fucking did it. That's true. So I guess if it's like if I could read it. Oh, what if you read it your future mm-hmm. and it was a future you actually liked? But because of like the butterfly effect, just like the fact that you're a little bit different mm. now that you've read it, maybe you'd fuck it up and it wouldn't happen. That's a monkey's paw. It is. I so think, I guess I just wouldn't read it. I think about that sometimes. Like if I could talk to my younger self or meet my older self, but then, and like, what would I tell them or whatever? But yeah. then like, I'm like, no, I shouldn't tell them anything. <laughs> yeah. it's Because I, I don't want to change anything. If and I then could it ends tell myself worse. like, like you should work, you know, you should actually try in gym class more or something. Yeah. It's like maybe I'd be a healthier 30 whatever. Yeah. But then maybe I'd be dating somebody shitty. Yeah. You know? Maybe be married to never, some dumbass. You'd never find love. I'd never find you, Jackie. Yeah. But I'd have great muscles. <laughs> you can have both. No, it's too late. I All the time I think about um, if I'm driving... I think about the universe in which I get T-boned and die. Oh, yeah. Like at every single intersection. I think about... Have you seen... Wait, what's T-boned? Where you get hit in the side really hard. Have you seen the the show um, Devs? No. You should watch it. It has that. It's not that good. It has that in it. (laughs) Not really, but... Have you seen Annie Hall? Yeah. Do you remember... Annie, you're a wonderful watch, person. Watch Devs. Do you remember the Christopher Walken cameo who's like Annie's brother? Yes. And he talks about how he sees the lights of a car coming at him mm-hmm. and imagines like swerving into it and he can hear the... That's kind of me. Mm-hmm. I don't think about swerving into vehicles, mind you. I don't... There's a divider for one thing. But it's like... Partially I found out that it's because of the time that I fell asleep and crashed minorly that, uh, yeah, when I'm like going past like an overpass i think about if i fell asleep and my car drifted like off towards like the 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 perpendicular road and i can kind of like imagine or feel like the dashboard like collapsing in on me a lot and that's one of the reasons why i don't like driving oh i just think about that and there is no universe i guess for me it's just like it's over it's a shorter universe i always think of alternate universes and i'm like wow that miles dies but i'm okay miles so you think your life goes on and on and then you die or you're saying you die in that t-bone moment 
I die in that T-bone. Yeah, moment. okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You die, and then there's but there's but an like, alternate. You're in the alternate reality now where you live. Yes, I think it's like my life keeps branching off. So devs is about that, but if quantum computer science, quantum computing, uh, could help you make you like time travel or see like different like diverging mm. alternate universes, so and you can like manipulate them. Devs is is helmed, I believe, by the guy that wrote uh, the movie Annihilation, and and the the lead is uh, an Asian girl. She's a she's not a an amazing. Actor. So she's not a great actor, but she's pretty, and she she's she plays a uh, she's she's a programmer. Oh, and Nick Offerman is, has a prominent part in it. Yes as well uh i thought the show was strange i thought it was strangely I directed i think it's worth watching i thought it was kind of meandering it has some the, interesting the ideas but i stopped watching is, the end of season one isn't that great but it's still i think it's definitely worth watching okay better than a lot of these other shows that people watch that they like name some of these shows jack like the oa it's Drag better them. it's better than the oa the oa did a better job until the last like two episodes well, we only saw the first season and then we quit. But like, because the, apparently the end of season, the first season was like a slap in the face. It's stupid. But apparently, season two is really good. And I and then they I killed still, the show. They said, "Shut up." Yeah, and then they killed the show. But apparently, season said, two is really up. good. Apparently, season two. People is really think good. everything is good. They're like, "Watch this movie. It's amazing. Watch this show." Most of them suck ass. <laughs> it's true. I'm fucking tired of it. It's true. People have bad taste. <laughs> only tell me about shit when it's good. Like Did you guys anime? Think this show is good. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know that I'd want to watch all of it. I want to keep watching it, but I You'd don't want to watch more. I of would it? want, yeah, because it also seems like, um, I don't know. I like it. It seems pretty easy because it's different every episode. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of like poetic, and it like makes you want to look at nature and the world in a different way. Um, but it, you know, you could say like, where is this going? Yeah, I guess for me, it's like if the Mushi are just like a means to an end to tell like a supernatural story, then that's fine. But I just can't help but get bogged down into like the science of the of the fantasy element, you know, and be like, but wait a minute, you're telling me these midichlorians. You're telling me these midichlorian things sometimes are good and sometimes they're manipulated. You know what I mean? I just can't help it. I don't think it's that weird. I think it makes sense. I just wish everything was consistent and easy to understand, like stands in well, the JoJo's we, Bizarre Adventure <laughs> universe. We we we're not Mushishi, so we can never understand. All oh, the that's the worst. That's like when you're like, <laughs> "Why is God like this?" And they're like, "Well, it's complicated." And you're like, "Fuck you! Hmm. I'm gonna go start my own atheist YouTube channel." Anyway. Right? Yell at people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm tired. I'll probably keep watching. Oh, Miles! Uh, last week we watched Tenshi Muyo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched the same one, though, because that name has been used for, like, both a TV show and an OVA, but they did use the OVA on Cartoon Network. Do you remember anything about Tenshi Muyo? No. I think I never got into it because I didn't like the art that much. Yeah. It was... I don't know. There was I nothing that hooked me. The art is, like, the actual art of the show, the, the OVA show, is good. It's just the character design feels, yeah, kind of dated. That's what I mean, I think. And the main character, who you never seen any of the promo stuff, is like a very boring boy. Mm-hmm. And he looks Can super she? boring. There's a lady with a laser sword, right? Yeah. She's really cool. Bioko. Yeah. Uh, the show's worth a look, if you find the OVA. I think I watched Inuyasha and... Really? When I think of Inuyasha, I just think of my friend Drew, and we would talk about anime and the... And I'm sorry, people, but you've heard us 
characterizing Inuyasha fans as annoying when they we are. were kids. And you know, nowadays Well they were, yeah. Yeah, we're sure that you're adults like us and you're less annoying. <laughs> but I just think of my friend Drew going, Kagome. <laughs> Kim like we were just like he was just like, I just think about these kids in my school that like during lunch would just be like pretending to be Inuyasha characters and one was going Kagome to the other one. But it's mm-hmm. the same author as Ranma one half and something else. Okay. That is also acclaimed. Yeah. I never watched it. Oh. Sorry, listeners. Uh, oh, we'll talk about it after the pod, actually. Okay. I have future pod questions for you all. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give it to me, Mushi. <laughs> Did you know the lead singer of The Offspring has a fucking PhD in microbiology? No. He does. What De- a waste Dexter of Holland. life. Well, no, he did it in between like the 90s Offspring and now. Uh-huh. And they just fired their drummer because he refused to get vaccinated. Oh. Someone pointed out they're like, imagine having like a PhD in microbiology, and the guy's like, "Well, mRNA, mRNA is really experimental, and it's vaccinate new- me, baby." <laughs> <laughs> no way, no way! All right, you're fired. Get out of now, pain. now, why don't you get a jab? Okay, that's a little too cheesy. I thought I was hoping you'd be you'd go the dumb anti humor way and say vax or something. I guess I have to applaud you though. That was pretty fitting. I just don't like the jab word. Sorry, please. What are we in Britain? Is that what they do? They're like, I got a jab. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> now you have 5Z? 5GED? I don't know. I don't know what they say for 5G over there. This is off the rails. Look, that was Mushishi and a lot of other shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you can find Mushishi. This is a three hour long episode. It's not actually. It's actually okay. not much longer than our usual eps. Uh, you can find Mushishi on Funimation and and uh, as well as The Next Passage but don't watch that because we didn't watch it we can't tell you a goddamn thing The Next about Passage it. is on Crunchyroll okay well fine uh, if you have thoughts if you want to help us understand some of the shit we didn't understand about the show you can write to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com or you can tweet to us we are at jjbpod and of course if you want to support us at any level you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod uh, do we want to hear about what we're going to watch next week? If I can actually nail it down. I yeah. think we have to talk about that. Okay. Miles is quitting. Because don't you want to watch? No. Don't you want to watch Eva? Uh, we should watch Eva. Let's do it. Let's do it. Miles, because if not, Miles is going to watch it without us. It's a oh, two shit. and a half hour long movie though. Oh my God. That's like a big block of time. Next week. Very sorry to. Next week. We just watch the first half of the movie. No, and no. Can... I don't want to keep stretching this out because there's people I've told them like, we won't be able to record your episode until September and now it's going to go like in a fucking October. Uh, Let's leave the wedding early and just watch it in our hotel room. Okay. No. Let's watch it at the wedding. Can we put it like... Wait, you made it worse. On the big screen <laughs> at the wedding. You think they have a big screen at their wedding? <laughs> yeah. Um, next week, we might... I don't Should I just say that we're going to do it? I guess yeah. I'll just say it. No, everyone turns it off by this point anyway. Wait. Uh... What? Yeah, go ahead. What? And, and I was just confused by something. Go ahead. You can say it. We, next let's, week. Let's, let's do it. Let's make it the next step. Next week, we will be taking a break from your Patreon picks to talk about Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. You cannot remember the title to this fucking thing. What is it called? There is It's no very confusing movie. because the third one is 3.33 and this one is 3.0. No, 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 so no, like no, when no, you're no, looking no, no. at... The third one is 3.0, but the uh, it's 3.0 you cannot redo. But when they put it out on Blu-ray, they add 3.3. Oh, 
just like they added 1.11. Although I think they added 1.01 on DVD and then 1.11 for Blu-ray or something like it's that. It's the fourth Eva movie is what we're watching. The fourth Eva movie, which is called Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time, the two hour and 35 minute movie that surely will clear everything up and not be at all confusing or dissatisfying. Listen, I've heard it. people are satisfied. Okay. I hope I am, but I am not expecting to be. I 100% will not be, and that's okay. Because that is what I've already been before these rebuild movies started coming out. A dissatisfied, but enthralled Evangelion fan. Hmm. Just remember, none of the Judeo-Christian stuff means anything. It's just for stylisticness. It's all going to mean something. They've said that themselves. It's going to tie it up, baby. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.